0: Hello, and welcome back to Texas Tech Health Check from Texas Tech University Health Sciences Center. I'm your host, Melissa Whitfield. We want you to get healthy and stay healthy with help from evidence-based advice from our physicians, healthcare providers, and researchers. Alcohol use tends to be higher in college students compared to non-college use, and frequent heavy drinking or binge drinking can greatly increase your chances of developing an alcohol use disorder that can cause serious physical and emotional damage. Every year between 2015 and 2019, more than 140,000 people died from excessive alcohol use. Here to tell us about the dangers of college binge drinking and alcohol abuse, and to give us strategies for students who would rather not drink, is Dr. Christopher Townsend. He's director for the School of Health Professions, Your Life, Behavioral Health, and Wellness Clinic, and a licensed clinical addiction specialist. Dr. Townsend, welcome to our podcast.
1: Thank you for the invitation.
0: Can you remind our listeners a little bit about yourself, what you do here at the Health Sciences Center?
1: I am an assistant professor in the Department of Clinical Counseling and Mental Health, and I'm also the director of the Your Life Behavioral Health and Wellness Clinic.
0: Well, again, welcome to our podcast. Thank you. Can you tell us what is binge drinking and what are some reasons people might binge drink? And who is more likely to binge drink?
1: Binge drinking is the excessive use of a substance in a short period of time. So generally what we say is for women, over four drinks within a two-hour period is is binging, and for men, five within that two-hour period. So what we see oftentimes in college settings, young people will go to parties and they will chug, they will drink until they absolutely fall out, which is very dangerous because of the amount of alcohol going into the system and the body not being able to metabolize it fast enough, then you can easily get alcohol poisoned, which is a common thing we see across the nation.
0: What are some problems that could happen because of underage or binge drinking physically, academically, and socially?
1: Yeah. Because young people are still developing when we think about their brains and the research would say young people are most susceptible to developing addictions and that they have to be very, very careful. And so what you see is the potential development of an addiction fairly quickly because what happens They're they're so young and vibrant, you know, They get drunk and they can almost get up the next morning and bounce back. If we tried that at 30, 40 or 50 years old, our bodies will not recover as fast, but they have a faster recovery. And so they don't get some of the consequences oftentimes that older people would, would receive. But some of the physical complications, you know, you get the hangovers and you don't feel so well for a short period of time. And then most of this happens in the context of a social life. At parties, and so then you see people, depending on, and we're talking about alcohol, but depending on the substance, you see the negative impact of their grades they may have been a great athlete you see a decline in their performance there potentially again depending on the substance and and so there's impact of spiritual life sometimes where kids will pull away from some of the social structures that has been supportive to them so there is a mood change so emotionally there is a change in behavior, there's a change in their ability to manage their emotions. And so we we see those. And sometimes uh, if the parent is not attentive, they will chalk it up to something else other than substance. So we want to think that it's anything else but a substance. And so I oftentimes will, will tell parents or inquire, do you think that they're using, would you be Interested in even doing an over-the-counter type of drug test where you can get from you know a local pharmacy or something, and so that is a hard thing sometimes for parents to consider. But we do see, particularly again, college students drinking at those alarming rates, and because they don't have the experience with it, they don't even know what to do. Sometimes when a friend passes out, they'll take them home, let lie them on a couch, and. What they don't realize, if the person vomits, and if they're not laid in a correct position, they could choke on their on vomit, and that happens quite a bit. And it gets even more complicated when children are combining alcohol with a substance that compounded effect. So one one plus one doesn't equal two in that case. One plus one could be six in terms of the potentiation of those substances being combined.
0: When does binge drinking, or one might call uh, casual drinking, become alcohol use disorder?
1: Yeah, yeah. It does kind of happen in a progression from low to moderate to severe kind of severity. And generally what happens is initially there's probably uh, conflict, with parents, the child stays out too late or just again, uncharacteristic types of behaviors are happening. They're not doing their responsibilities. They're maybe having problems in school where they were not having trouble. They may have gotten busted at school for example like a vape pen or 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 something that they weren't supposed to have so they get in little trouble. Nothing that's extreme or maybe getting them in a lot of trouble, but it's beginning to Be noticed That's the lower end But then Sooner or later You know It manifests Into more significant Types of problems That um, Most of the time With children School problems Is where we see it Maybe more depression Or what appears to be Depression or anxiety May be showing up So you just notice The shift More pronounced With them In extreme cases You know Drinking and driving Accidents that kind of thing, more significant, where now they're involved in a legal system. So it kind of becomes more and more compounded. And, you know, the children will blame everything else but that. But at some point we have to say, OK, it's here. Now let's deal with it. So there is a progression. It can, for children, adolescents, be pretty quick in terms of the forming of a a problem, so so the earlier we intervene, the better. So if you have an inkling of an idea that anything could be going on, then it's best to go ahead and not doubt it. Test it out. See, as good as your child may be and as wonderful as they are, we don't ever want them to go too deep where it becomes more complicated. So we want to get have interventions as soon as possible.
0: So then how can parents or guardians address drinking in college and how can they get their student to help?
1: Yeah, yeah. I think we should always just keep talking, keep mentoring. And there's a a shift in parenting when you have children leaving home for the first time and they're going off to college. That is an anxiety provoking experience. And you hope that you have taught them everything. Thing that you possibly can, because you want to protect your children and and as a parent, that's really all that we have is the the idea. or or the practices that we've shared with our children. So keep talking, even after they have gotten to school, they've left home, they're on the college campus, keep talking to them about drinking, about parties. They're going to go to the party, (laughs) no doubt. There's going to be alcohol there, no doubt. There's There's going to be illicit substances there, no doubt. And so then you want to talk to them about all of that. In terms of absolutely don't do it, but if you find yourself drinking, these are things that you absolutely do not do if you're drinking. You're not 21 generally in the beginning, so it's illegal, and if you get caught with alcohol, this is what it means. This is how it could impact your school, so you want to inform them. You want them making informed decisions. Now, some might say, are you giving them permission to drink? No, absolutely not, but the reality is— they're probably are going to experiment. It all starts with experimentation. And so part of what I've told my children who entered college about two years ago, I said, look, it would be my preference that you not go to off-campus parties, that you stay on campus because it's more regulated. It's harder for some of those things to happen. It still happens. But if you find yourself in those situations, Again, my preference is that you do not drink and definitely not use any illicit substances. But if you find yourself in a tempting moment, these are the do's and don'ts with that. And these are the results that can come out of you over drinking, binge drinking. And because your peers aren't experienced with this, you can find yourself in a very bad predicament when they think that they're taking care of you, they could actually be putting your life in danger and children get afraid that they're going to get in trouble. So they never hardly ever take you to the hospital. They are definitely not going to call the police for help. And so, so they make bad decisions about your care. So would you put your life in the hands of an inexperienced person? Probably not, but that's what you do when you're intoxicated is that you're putting your life in hand. So you have those type of conversations, um, as realistic as you can be and feel comfortable with. But at this point, you're, your child is out there in that vicious world and that newness of experience without parental supervision. It's an exciting time, but it's a very vulnerable time also.
0: Well, then how can a student resist peer pressure then?
1: Yeah, yeah. You know, one of the things in, in my um, work with adolescents and college students, we, we talk a lot about, the dynamics and the peer pressure and how strong it is. It's a very powerful dynamic. Our children are having to deal with things that we never had to deal with in in our times growing up, coming through college. And so we, we share things like, you know, if you really don't want to drink and it's the social acceptable thing, come on, have a drink, get the little red cup. So there's always generally soda around. Pop as some people would call it, there's, you know, juices around, make sure it's not been spiked, <laughs> you, you know, <laughs> or you come with your own drink. Nobody has to know what's in your cup, but you can keep that same cup for the evening. And so water looks like vodka. <laughs> it's clear, you know, and you can say, I got a mixed drink. If, if, you know, if you have Coke in a cup, you don't have to drink and there's ways to still be a part of the gathering and not be engaged in it. And if you had the one, then for the rest of the evening, you can, you know, present, but with water or just a regular drink or something in your cup. So that's one way, because that pressure of here, you all gotta, we all gotta be doing this. And cause everybody's doing it. And that's what the trap, the idea that everybody is doing it. And it looks so fun, but, the backside of developing addiction is not fun and the dangers of this is if you come from a family where there is addiction and you have a predisposition, meaning that you have the genetic makeup to become addicted to a substance and we don't always know but those young people who have one drink, two drinks, three drinks and it's like I don't feel anything those people. That may be a telltale tell sign that they are, have a predisposition. Versus that one child who drinks one beer, and they are drunk. They are, you know, you know, they don't necessarily have that predisposition. But, but sometimes you don't know. I happen to come from a family of people who have problems with alcoholism, so I know that, and so I always knew that, and I saw the effects. I saw what was happening to their lives. So I always had that. In the back of my mind. So that helped me. Now, it didn't deter me from ever drinking, but I always kept in mind like, okay, this, I'm drinking too often. Because in college, we know it starts on Thursday nights and go all the way through Sunday. And Sunday, you get ready for the week. And most of that involves consistent drinking through that three-day period. And, you know, are you studying and if you're not studying, Monday comes and you haven't studied because you were partying too much and drinking, then that's where you see those grades beginning to drop and problems starting. So so the predisposition is is a, a real thing. And if it's in your family, then you have to be very cautious and careful about how you handle yourself with, with substances.
0: Is there anything else that you would like to add?
1: No, I think this is a very important topic that we need to talk more about. And, you know... Sometimes we send the message that substances are bad, 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 and we say all the bad things about it. But I start out by asking many of my clients that I've worked with, how does this help you? How is it helping you? And generally, there is a story or some idea about how it helps it could be a child that says, I get so anxious around other people. I can't talk to girls. I can't talk to guys. I, and I need something, some liquid courage to help me. There is another way. <laughs> There's another way to accomplish that. And you're valuable. You're too valuable to lose your life to this thing that has no love to you. And so I would encourage all young people to safeguard yourself and to love yourself and and to see yourself in that way that you will not compromise through the use of substances because it is not a pretty thing. And there's not a person who I know that has developed an addiction that ever intended to become addicted to any substance. It robs you of your quality of life, and it kills you.
0: Well, thank you so much for all this information and all this great advice.
1: No problem. Thank you for having me.
0: Thanks for listening to Texas Tech Health Check. Make sure to subscribe or follow wherever you listen to podcasts. This information is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice. Always seek immediate medical advice from your physician or your healthcare provider for questions regarding your health and medical condition. Texas Tech Health Check is brought to you by Texas Tech University Health Sciences Center and produced by Tierra Castillo, Susanna Meadows Mark Hendricks, Kay Williams, Tyler White, and me, Melissa Whitefield.